Hello, and welcome to the Professor Podcast with Ruth and Claire. Each episode, we talk about a particular topic in the life of a professor. We are tenure-track faculty members in the sciences, working at a primarily undergraduate university in California. The purpose of our podcast is reflection, so we bring something we think is working and something we're working on to discuss. Welcome to the Professor Podcast with Ruth and Claire. I'm Ruth. And I'm Claire. And today we're talking about taking attendance. But first, Ruth, how was your week? My week was good. I kind of did, it's a bit of an overstatement to say a spring clean, but kind of unholidaying the house and uh-huh. just taking the tree down and stuff. But in the process, like I found just stacks and stacks of kids' artwork. Oh. Which, like I think when they were babies, I was convinced every piece would be kept and framed but just the sheer production volume, <laughs> it's like impossible to do that. But I find the funniest thing, I don't know why this cracked me up so much, but my youngest has become completely pig obsessed. Like beyond, like everything is pigs all the time. Just pigs, pigs. Uh-huh. Sorry, this is now becoming a much longer story. But where we lived, where you are, there is, I'm going to tell you after the show where they are, but there's these pigs you can go and feed your vegetable scraps to. Oh, cool. And, oh my God, they're adorable and very sweet. So anyway, she's mad for pigs and she has all these pig stuffies and they're often arranging, the pigs are in productions, but this was a wedding. Okay. And so I found a wedding invite for two pigs, <laughs> stuffies who were getting married, but on the back it says like where, here, and then when, tomorrow, and then why, and it says for love. Like, oh my God. That was literally the funniest thing. I almost wish we could do that in the show notes, just like put in a picture of what it looked like. Cause it was like, it just kept me laughing all day. That's so, awesome. Yeah. If anyone out there needs wedding invitations, I've got two young artists ready to produce them. How was your week? My week was good. So as we're recording this, it's kind of the last week of winter break for mm-hmm. me. And at first, so we'd kind of gone, you know, Ralph and I had gone on um, trips to visit family and whatnot. And then we came back and we were still like a week left of break. And I was like, this is confusing. Like, should I do, do I want to do a bunch of work that I kind of want to do? Or do I want to fully relax? And I was like, how do you find the right balance? And then I eventually was like, you know what? I'm just fully embracing taking the last week as a break yeah, and that's what it's I hoped your answer so was nice be. and yeah I know and like the decision because you know I think I often feel that way about breaks where I'm like well I do want to like I don't know do whatever this this work thing that I'd like to get done but I also want to relax and then the question is like it seems like I should be able to do both but finding the right balance anyway so I decided the right balance was just don't even worry about the work I'm gonna go into work officially on Wednesday and that's when I'm gonna start all those things that I want to do. See, I love that. And like, well, okay. I've had the experience here. So here, I think I have mentioned to you that like um, Christmas time is a very intense, like it's just a, a national thing. Uh-huh. And obviously not everyone celebrates Christmas, but everything shuts down. And I was really shocked at like the university that I'm like worked, did the labs for last semester. That, um, like no emails, nothing came to my inbox, which has not been my experience before. And so I had been really like, I'm going to take such a break and just shut off. But then I lost like three weeks to COVID. So Uh. I feel like I had to scramble, but I have great intentions of having like a real break break, Mm -hmm. but I'm so glad you did that. Because 
when has it ever mattered? Whatever you did the week before, sure. the first bit is just always a scramble. Do you know what I mean? Like, there yeah. is little things you're like, I'm glad I did that, but not really. Totally. And and for me, I feel like it's it's so often I don't really decide, you know, and I'm like yeah. trying to do both things and I'm feeling like I'm failing at doing both things. But it, but so I, I don't know. I mean, right now I'm in the part of deciding I'm not doing any work. So, of course, I'm feeling good about it. But I'm imagining that on Wednesday when I go in, I'm just like, OK, first thing, do that thing, you know, and just have a nice, full, intentional work day. I wish so. you had Greg McKeown's phone number. I know. Like, Greg, I did it. I chose <laughs> decision. He'd be like, oh, yeah. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, so. But I think you're right. Like, it's just making that choice. And because there's another choice in there, too, which is like going away is so invigorating. Mm-hmm. But then also kind of getting to nest a little bit at home. Like, exactly. that's probably going to really stand to you yeah. when the semester kicks off. I think so. So I'm into yeah. it. Good. So, today we're talking about attendance, and my Mm -hmm. quote is from Woody Allen. Um, There's a couple different versions of the quote, so I'm not really sure if this is the actual version he said, but 80% of success is showing up, and I kind of think that's true, you know? If you're there, and you're, I don't know, you're there, you're trying to do it, that's going to get you quite far. So, I like that. Yes. I love it. So, attendance. What is working for you? Yeah, this one. Okay, so this is me very much in my journey on this. So I genuinely like it's, you know, the things that really do matter to you or like your teaching philosophy. Yeah. Stuff. You know that thing we do with the teaching? (laughs) We're sorry. But you know what I mean? But I like one of my big pillars of my approach is that attendance is crucial. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's really, really crucial. And some of that is from my own experience as an undergrad. And just, you know, where you're like, oh, I just want to sleep in. And then it takes so long to catch up on whatever. Like, it would have been better to just be sleepy in class than not right. go at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I I think, like, I really want, like, so much of what I want is to really encourage students to get into a certain mindset about approaching physics problems and... I just really think that happens in class time. Mm -hmm, Do you know what mm -hmm, I mean? And mm -hmm. it's super, super important. So to that end, I decided that I wanted to have graded attendance Mm -hmm. to sort of be like, I believe this is important. So I will, you know, reflect that in the grading structure. So I had a very vague policy before COVID, which I don't, I cannot understand why that was my policy. I think (laughs) like it was sort of like, I will, before each midterm, give you like a participation grade based on how much you came to class. But I didn't take attendance because that took too much time. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I don't know what my, this was, these were really small classes. So Mm -hmm. I could tell if people had missed a lot of classes. Okay. But then with Zoom, I just took a screenshot at the beginning Mm. and then could take attendance. And so it became a more formal thing. And especially when we were in COVID times, I thought it was really important to have that, Mm -hmm. like you know that they had to attend for points Mm -hmm. so yes so that is it and I did I've had some reflection from students where they're like oh yeah like I totally it made me come to class Uh uh-huh that's which is what I'm trying to do that's the goal yeah hint there's more to come in the next part that we discuss (laughs) so this is not like and then I solved the problem and now I feel good about it so I have that's where I've landed Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. is I do have a graded attendance policy I think hearing 
Like, do you ever have that experience with students where they're like, oh, like I missed your class, but like I have to because I have to prepare for this other class or like they're, you know, (laughs) or they're like, well, I have to go to their class because they grade for attendance. So I wanted to be the class. You wanted to be the So Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me what's working for you. Yes. Well, so as I mentioned in a previous episode, what's working for me is not taking attendance. I didn't take attendance. It's like we're going to have a big fight now. (laughs) Sometimes we're like, so like saying the same thing. It's like, whatever. I know. I know. Well, okay. So, so my backstory is that I never took attendance until COVID times. And then Mm -hmm. I felt like, well, we're on zoom. It's so easy to not come on zoom. I really need. And then I also was thinking that I wanted to emphasize the importance of the activity um, work with groups days that I sometimes have in lectures, and so I wanted oh, to have right. attendance points. So anyway, I started doing attendance points on Zoom. And yeah, I, I didn't think of the screenshot thing. The screenshot's a good idea. Um, but it was kind of, yeah, I was feeling like it was too much work for me, because I would go back in and look at the meeting participants, and then I started noticing that some people were only there for 20 minutes, and I was like, do I, that, that, that yeah. shouldn't count for a full 50-minute lecture. So So anyway, I have to do it. I have to keep track. What if they don't seem to actually be there on Zoom? Like I send them off to breakout rooms and they don't go anywhere. Oh, yeah. How do I assess it? So it was just, I felt like I was going deeper and deeper and deeper into this thing. It was taking more and more time and thought of how do I actually assess attendance. And then when I was actually putting in my grade book, I felt like, like I mentioned, I felt like I was double penalizing people. Like they weren't there and now I'm taking off points for not going to attendance. So that didn't yeah. really seem helpful. So then I started thinking about it more because I was like, well, I, I mean, I totally agree with you, Ruth, that I really want them to come to class. I think that, you know, I, 80% of success is showing up. I, I do think that they should 100% be there. Um, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to get that by having attendance points. I kind of felt like, are we in high school? Like, you should be. So, so and then when I thought about it more, I was, I was chatting with my mom about this over break I feel like it maybe turns it into a game with the wrong incentives, you know? And so now it's like, I need to get the attendance points. When do they get, you know, like they would learn that in my class, you need to be there for a full 50 minutes because she looks at the minutes that you're on Zoom, but um, she doesn't notice if you don't, I don't know, whatever. So, yeah, yeah, I don't want it to be a game to get attendance points rather than learn the material. I'd rather it be gosh, you have to go to Claire's class because there's so much important stuff that we go over that you need to know for the midterm. Or like, gosh, Claire's class is really interactive and fun and interesting, and so you must go to Claire's. That's, what, that's where I want the motivations to be. So, um, yeah, I want them to know that the lectures are worthwhile and go there for that reason because they need them and they want them. Or, or some combination of needing them to pass the class or enjoying them and wanting to be there is what I want. So, you know, how to get that to happen is one thing, but I'm just, I, I feel like it turns it into a game. And then if you're, if you're just in class to get attendance, I mean, I'm sure that there's tons of benefits. You, you slog yourself there to get attendance points and then you are still there. So that's good. But then I think maybe... I worry that in the students' minds, they're there to get the attendance points, so they're done. They did the job, and now they can sit back and not pay attention, whereas if they're there because they're like, wow, this is really, I don't know, whatever reason to be there, they might have the right motivation. So I don't know. It's, I I guess, I'm glad to not be doing it. It Saved me a lot of time to decide to stop doing it. 
and I so didn't tell me, really have feel you, like it fit with my Have philosophy. you made the choice now, or is this... Yes. Well, halfway through last semester, okay. you know how you write on your syllabus, like, tentative grading scheme? I was like, yes, this yes. is the first time that I, I actually used that. I'm pressing <laughs> the big red button that's like, <laughs> that's a tentative. That's yeah. what that meant. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, I didn't... Like three quarters of the way through the semester, I was like, I'm done with attendance. I stopped taking it. And then I didn't factor it into third grade, even though it said it would tentatively on the syllabus. So that's how dramatically I changed my mind. There's so much there. And there's so much I can't really <laughs> talk about because I feel like I'm going to say some of those things in a minute. But I think, yeah. 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 So I guess, tell me, is this class, is this for, because it feels like, um, like you have this lab class, right? I have a lab class. Mm-hmm. And so in some ways the, the lab, like that sort of not takes its own attendance, but you know what I mean? Like you, they, yeah, you either they do it or they lab. don't. Like how are you going to get your data if you're not there for lab? That's true. So then the lecture. Yeah, that's a good point. But and no, I, should... I think, I mean, yeah, but I think you're like, you are acknowledging you're not going to have someone who just never comes to class and rocks right. up for the final. No, you like can't do that. Yeah, so I think that's a cool thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, you must come to lab to get the data to do the lab reports, and the lab reports are like 50% of stuff for the, cl- for the you know, um, 50% of grades comes from lab reports or, or pre-labs and that kind of thing. Um, I also want to mention that it's a 300-level class and a 400-level class that I usually teach, so mm-hmm. I'm, I don't feel like, well, I, I, I feel like you could argue that you should have attendance points in the 100-level classes to get the students to figure out how college works. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, I kind of feel like I would argue that not having attendance points but making the lectures really valuable and conveying that to them might actually be more how college works. It's not about getting the points. It's about learning the stuff, and you learn the stuff by going to lecture. So I don't know. Um Yes. And then, yeah, I do have lecture and lab and I, I do try to make it like I don't think I think you would have trouble passing the class, the lecture portion of the class without coming to lecture because the book is big and we're not covering everything in the book. Um, so and I cover like exactly where... what we're covering in the lecture. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. So this I'm, I'm like, as you're talking, I'm kind of remembering where. Uh, like, I mean, I was kind of uptight about it because like, it's one of my pillars or whatever. Or right. something, but it. I did where I first taught, we kind of had this constant battle where the first sequence of physics, a lot of people were like, I've already had this in high Mm. school. I already know this. And so I would have situations where students would never come and then rock up for the exams. And obviously, like of those students who did that, most of them failed because they hadn't actually done it all in high school. And they, that was just a weird perception they had, you know, so like whatever. Mm-hmm. But so I was thinking, why was I so, and that, I think that was part that of it. That makes a lot of sense. So I think, but then if you have a different kind of class where you obviously have to be so engaged the whole time, do you know what I mean? Like this was lecture only and, mm-hmm. you know, so I think that's a very different thing. But, okay, I have lots of things to say. Okay, yeah. Okay, so like everything you're saying is what I'm working on. So uh-huh. the big thing I've written down is it's really paternalistic to be like, is that even a word? I you know, know what I mean? Like, okay. like or patronize. Like, it's just me being like, I'm going to tell you what to do. And they are adults. And I think, you know, I was thinking about, I saw this super cool paper once and it was actually about phase changes. Mm-hmm. But it was like getting students to discuss like if you broke a pencil, like when is the pencil actually broken? Like is okay. it 
once it starts to break or is it when the two pieces are completely separated? And it was all about, you know, things that we think are like, oh, it's binary, like it's either a liquid or a gas. But like, in fact, someone had to put a mark somewhere. Interesting. But that's kind of how it is with attendance, right? Because you're saying like just humanly showing up. Mm -hmm. Sure, there's benefits. But like if you're on Zoom and you're really not there and it's just a blank screen and you're making a cup of tea that isn't any benefit exactly. or like so then where do you start putting the thing mm-hmm. like you're actively participating and then who what does that look like and who mm-hmm. gets to decide that and mm-hmm. it's just this whole snowball of like you know coming into the classroom and falling asleep really isn't <laughs> helpful right so yeah. like could I really give someone the points like what what is the metric exactly so I think there's that and then like you said I think Maybe that's just a lesson you have to learn, right? Mm-hmm. It's like going to class is helpful mm-hmm. and you should do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I really, the thing you said really stuck with me before the double penalization. Mm-hmm. Like now you're behind and you're losing mm-hmm. attendance points. And I think like so many of these things, the reason like the people that you come up with these policies for is so minuscule. Do you know what I mean? Like the one student who never came to any classes and only came to the final. Like that student, why am I having a whole grading policy right. for 40 people just to like target this one person uh-huh. who mm-hmm. is like an oddity and isn't going to really pass anyway. And if somebody really does never come to your class and rock up and ace the final, right. then good for them. That's Totally. Like it doesn't matter. So I feel that yeah. way too. Like if they do know the stuff and they demonstrate that before they leave... Okay, great. I don't really care how they go about it. I do think that attending class and participating fully is the way to go about it. But I'm not sure that my way of getting them to do that is to give them attendance points. Okay, hang on. One one thing, though. So the one thing, too, was to get at, you know, those students who are just triers and they struggle, yes. but they show up to everything and they come to every office hours and they're just like, like doing their absolute... Like sometimes... There is a thing where you like want to reward that effort mm-hmm. or like okay. just the kind of discipline of what they're doing, mm-hmm. even if it's not reflected in, you know, I don't know. So, okay, okay, so you want to have talk like, myself all around. Sure. Yeah. So you want to have some kind of like reward for you tried really hard, even if you didn't get there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I can see that. But is it much of a reward to get 100 on attendance when like... All the other people who are acing the class also have a 100 on attendance. It's giving you a leg up, I guess, from the other people who are failing. Oh, that's a good point. I guess it's a question of whether you want to... Um, yeah. Whether that, it, that whether you actually want that to reflect in their grade or not. Like, I might argue that if they did all that effort and still didn't reach whatever benchmark you have, well... That's very helpful that they did all that effort, but they still didn't reach the benchmark level of physics knowledge. I know. But it's just like, it feels like sometimes in all of these things, like, okay, so I think a real problem in physics, right? Now I'm going all the way into it, but like a big problem in physics is this kind of perception of the genius who's like brilliant, but like, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. like shows up. And just like scrawls equations on the back of an envelope or something. And <laughs> I kind of detest that stereotype, you know, because, well, it's also just really unhelpful and not a model that would work in any setting, including a university, like even if you were a research academic. 
But so I think there's something about, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to get at, but Mm -hmm. it's that thing I think of rewarding the discipline and the kind of organization and absolutely not to the point where someone literally has like not absorbed a single piece of physics, but you know, they're not going to pass, but just something to sort of honor that aspect okay, of their I can see that. kind of dedication. So, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess in my teaching philosophy, I would say that discipline leads to improvement. Yes. And that's its reward. And of course, if I wrote a recommendation letter, I would mention their really hard work to get oh, where true, they got that's... to. But I mean, I, I think this is a matter of what's your teaching philosophy, because I think it's perfectly reasonable to decide that you're going to reward effort um, and improvement and all that. And so I think that would be fine. I think there's some subtlety in there that you mentioned, which I think is important too, which maybe it doesn't have to be a uniform policy. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like maybe you could have it for the very first class in the sequence. Oh, yeah. And then, but I think you're totally right. Like at a 300 level class, mm-hmm. do they want to come to class or not? Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If yeah. there's too much point. And and then the other factor is COVID times, right? right. And like, do you want six students coming to class mm-hmm. because you said there's attendance points? Do you know totally, I mean? so, totally. Yeah, yeah. That, that is interesting. And you're right. I mean, you're right. I think I think I, I think this is clearly about a part the fifty-seven <laughs> contradictory things I just said. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I think I, I think what we're what we're getting at is that it's a matter of teaching philosophy and you know you can come to many different correct solutions what's correct for you and I like your idea of having it vary based on the class year like maybe the first semester of physics you have attendance points and you even say explicitly we have attendance points because it's extremely important to learning this material that you come to class you and you're you know you're maybe even particularly targeting those students that took a physics class in high school and feel like they know what they're doing but then they come and hopefully realize they are missing a few pieces and then the next semester of physics hope you could again say explicitly if you want to we're not having attendance points uh, be, because but you're growing up <laughs> yeah like hopefully at this point you see the value of coming to lecture and um I don't know. It's Can funny because I... Can I ask a question? I, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, you go ahead. Oh, I was just thinking that it's funny because I'm trying to explain why I don't have attendance points. And I'm not sure what I would say to the students, which is funny because that's my whole stance is that I'm not into... But I feel like the point is you're here to learn the material. You're yeah. taking this class to learn the content of this class. And I think one of the best ways for you to do that would be to show up... Um, but show up and pay attention and try to learn the material because your goal is to learn the material. Your goal is not to come to class three days a week. Your goal is to leave knowing the content. So I don't know. That's that's my thought. Anyway. Yeah, that, that thing you said about the gamification, that was yes. really interesting to me. Okay, so here, this is just a scenario and it's not really solved by attendance points, but it's, just, it's coming up for me. Uh-huh. So I'm going to ask you, what do you do, right, if you're in lab and it's clear one person hasn't been to class or hasn't been to the tutorials or whatever and just hasn't got a breeze about what's going on and then comes to lab and is just a total burden to the lab partner. <laughs> like, do you intervene in that or would you? Well, um, let's or see. Or do you just let social order where the lab partner is really irritated, like, does that take care of it itself? 
In my 300 level class, they're all independent, so that doesn't come up. But in my 400 level class, they are in groups. Um, Yeah, and you know, there's definitely times where one student comes in and they're like, okay, I did all the thinking, this is what I came up with, and the other student's like, sounds good. But then there's other times where two students come in and they did a lot of thinking, came up with plans, and they have different plans, and now they have to resolve them. I think both of those are fine. Um, Yeah, sometimes I do have participation in lab points in that 400-level class, and it's like if somebody just is not pulling their weight in their group, I dock them points for that. I've I've kind of gotten rid of that because it seemed so... um, arbitrary like if I happen to well, notice it to or measure. not you know yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to measure um and I feel like again I feel like it all comes out in their work you know if they had no idea what was going on in lab but their lab partner got them good data they're not going to write a good lab report you know um yeah. so I'm not too worried about that I mean I and, and and their lab partner has this burden of a person who's not contributing as much but I don't know I think they generally are contributing in the lab, even if they're not really sure what they're doing, they're going to go off and make this solution, and then they're going to come back. You know, like, they're not just standing there not doing anything. Um, I don't know. Again, yeah, so I, I feel like it, it all comes to, like, <laughs> just one situation. Yeah. Okay, after all of that, tell me, what are you working on? Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm working on, um, yeah. So if I'm not going to take attendance points, but I still really value them coming, I need to somehow make it clear to them that they should come and show them the benefits of coming to lecture without taking points. And so I try to do that um, by having some lectures be interactive where they're practicing content with each other, and some of them really find that beneficial. Um, And I try to make it really clear how it relates to the homework and exams. You know, like we are working on this problem. And then you're going to go home and do a bunch of homework problems like that problem. And then there's going to be a problem like that on the exam. And so if they see all that, I hope that they understand that they're not just doing something unrelated to the stuff that they need to work on for the class. And then same, yeah. so the other times in lecture, I'm trying to give really clear content delivery again about the exact stuff that they're going to do on the homework and the exam so that it should be, I hope, really clear to them that this is going to be helpful for all the stuff that you're going to be doing in this class, you know, um, that does have points or that does measure what you've learned. So I'm trying to do that. Um, But you do, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So emphasize. And then I also, you know, sometimes I have had, like, we're kind of coming back to a problem I've had in the past where I have these worksheet days where they work in groups. And sometimes I have a few, usually in in the course evaluations, a few students say those were their most favorite times and a few students say those were their least favorite times. But um, I always have a couple students who say, oh, we're doing a worksheet day. I'm out, you know, I don't want to be here. And uh, so, like I say, I kind of added attendance points, one reason being, no, you should be here. Now I'm getting rid of attendance points again, so I'm back to square one with that problem. But I'm trying to emphasize to the students, look, out of all the possible things we could have done with lecture today, this is what I chose to do. So we're not just filling time here. This was a very intentional choice. And I, I, you know, I I, I don't try to teach them a whole class on pedagogy and why I've decided this, but I do want to briefly state that it is intentional and that there's thought behind it. And, you know, I like to tell them, when you're trying to dredge information from your brain that you haven't, you know, without 
looking up the answer, that's when you're, you know, enhancing those neural pathways or whatever it is so that you can get that information. And so I try to give them just a little bit of information about why we're doing what we're doing so that hopefully they uh, either appreciate the reason behind it or at least appreciate that there is a reason behind it. And um, so I don't know, that's what I'm doing. I, I feel like I haven't solved that problem, but these are the things I'm doing to try to solve that problem. Do you know what? So, okay, here, all of the things is like my wish fulfillment about wanting to be a different kind of professor. <laughs> but um, this is total side note, but I watched the Paddington movies with the okay. girls. And they're very, they're very sweet. They're really good. But Paddington's Aunt Lucy is all about manners. Uh-huh. And she teaches him, it's called a hard stare. So if someone is being kind of rude. You can give them this hard stare that makes people very uncomfortable. And I'm like, I wish, I wish, I wish. Because that's happened to me before where people are like, sweet, oh, I don't need to do this. And Mm -hmm. I just want to like, but I want to have the hard stare too when people are like, and then I didn't, I failed this test. And you just want to be like, yeah, you didn't come to class. But I'm such a weird people pleaser. I have a hard time presenting people with that reality. But I wish I could do the hard stare or the... (laughs) you know, yeah, you totally can't do the homework because you haven't come to class and I'm actually not going to reteach that material right now. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? So mm-hmm. just finding, like, consequences for the students. And I there is obviously like, consequences, but letting them sit in their own consequences, if you know Because I mean. it's obvious to us that mm-hmm. they're having trouble on this quiz is because they didn't do the homework, which is because they didn't come to class. But that is probably not obvious to them and we want to help them see that. So they can, you know, not have the same problem later. And I know what you mean. I think it's all about finding a way to do it that works for us as individuals, you know? Like, yeah, like yeah. I, I don't know if I could do the hard stare, but I think I could write a cheery, oh, this would have been easier if you'd done the homework on totally. the quiz or something. You know, so like what works? See, I think that's what I was trying to get at with the lab thing when I was asking mm-hmm. you because, and I think it is a thing where they don't necessarily recognize that and they're like, geez, why are we doing this lab that no one knows how to do? And you're like, <laughs> no, no, like everybody does know how to do it. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I need to I find whatever what my equivalent of the mm-hmm. hard stare is. Well, or... you know, here's, here's what I do sometimes that I feel comfortable with is just is saying like, oh, so we were talking about this in lecture. Let me give you a quick mm. recap of that. Like a really quick surely you remember this kind of recap, which hopefully gives them enough information to get going, but also tells them, oh, there was some of this in lecture. Maybe I should go back and look at that. Um, Slash come to lecture tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's the hope. But maybe there's some power then in like, potentially people recording lectures yes and instead being like oh that's actually in that lecture you know the one you probably watched you should go back and rewatch that yeah Yeah, totally so i think yeah i think i'm landing on not having attendance points oh no i don't want to convince you against (laughs) you win claire (laughs) but um no i do and i think but i think i may adjust that depending on the like Youth isn't the word, but you know what I mean. The freshmanness. Sure, sure, sure. Word, you know? Yeah. So I think, but I think, yeah. And I, I think, think I mean, I, I would say it's one of my pillars, too, that they should come to lecture and to get them to come to lecture. And the question is just, how are we going about that? You know, what's yeah, the method? Yeah, totally. to the, and, and I just want to say one more thing. Like, I was talking about the gamification of attendance points. And I want to add that I don't think there's anything wrong with gamifying the class, so long no. as it's set up with the 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 motivations from the game being the same as what you want them to do and i 
I feel like that that's where the attendance points aren't working for me is just showing up for the points isn't what I want them to do. Yeah, no, and but like all this stuff is mm-hmm. like, it can really work. Other things work. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Other people yeah. do the hard stare or whatever. Totally. And like, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Professor McGonagall would do the hard stare. Sorry, oh, but. she would so do the hard stare, man. She would do it so well. But, and I think like some of the stuff I developed was for a different student body. Oh, yes, sure. Than the one mm-hmm. I ended up teaching. And mm-hmm. then now I'm in this totally different situation mm-hmm. with like people who have jobs and stuff. So that's a whole other thing. And Right. So, yeah. Okay. This is super interesting. I'm, I'm like, this is one I'm going to go back and listen to. Again. Who are <laughs> I need to because, think about that. Yeah. I'll listen to this episode. Yeah. yeah, good idea. Me too. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Claire. Thank you, Ruth. Thanks so much for joining us on the Professor Podcast with Ruth and Claire. We're delighted to have you as a listener and we would love to hear from you. And if you want to email us, our address is contactprofessorpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any of your suggestions for future shows or professor quotes that you might want to share with us, or even just things that have come up for you when you were listening to previous episodes. And if you've been enjoying the podcast, we would love if you would spread the word. So the best way to spread word is by telling people you know, if you think they should listen to it, or you can leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next time.